In the 1970s, a future top-notch podcasting team was born, and then raised on military bases because their dads were in the Air Force. These Gen Xers eventually grew up and were unleashed upon the world. Today, looking forward to retirement, they survive by dishing out their opinions. If you have questions that need answers and an open mind, if you can spare 60 minutes a week, and if you have internet access, maybe you can listen to Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. It is one thing to spark up a doobie and get laced at parties, but it is quite another to be fried all day. Welcome, listening friends. If you didn't catch where that line came from, I'll tell you later. But it is also in honor of 420. And if you don't know what that is, I can't tell you. Um, anyway, if you're here, you know where you've landed. You know who we are. And we're back again to save the world. Here's Jack. Jack. Hey, I'm, I'm good. So did you leave out uh, cookies and milk for Snoop Dogg last night? Mm, no, I forgot. My bad. It's probably why he didn't leave you anything. He didn't, but I'll say no more than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you know, leave any out either, so don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah, I know. Him and Snoop and Willie Nelson and um, uh, Wiz Khalifa, they're all mellowed somewhere. Must be nice. Um, yeah, it must be. Anyway, so that's what's going on here right now gosh i'm at a loss for words how often does that happen more and more lately i'm afraid i need the ginkgo biloba i guess any hoot yeah we are getting up there i mean we're practically in the nursing home practically i used to threaten my dad to put him in a nursing home when I was younger, because it just so happened the apartments that we lived in at the time. This is when we like moved back to Oklahoma from New York, and the apartments we lived in at the time before we went on base just happened to be right across the home from a retirement home. Yeah, and I would tell him all the time, "I'm going to put you in there." Interestingly enough, I tried to find those same apartments when I came to visit last year. Yeah, they're uh, long gone. Pretty much everything along that strip of road is long gone. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what 25 plus years will do. What can you say? Yeah. Yeah. Things, things change. They do. But not you listening, friends. We're so glad you're here. Oh my gosh. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us ramble Indeed. about the world. Indeed. Because we're kind of good at it now. And that's not bragging. Yeah, I think we're getting the hang of this. I think so. I think so. So, with no further ado, we're going to get into the WTFs. Yeah. Yes, yes, we are. Because there's no plethora of WTFs out there in the world at the moment. 
Mm, indeed. What do you have to discuss this week? Well, under the headlines of it's been zero days since something embarrassing happened in the state of Oklahoma, I'm going to talk about something that actually started last week, and then it sort of became a big deal, and I think there's still a little more that's probably going to happen, but basically, here's the rundown. McCurtain County, Oklahoma, southeast Oklahoma. Its terrain is more Louisiana than it is Oklahoma, you know, sweeping plains. <laughs> There's a little town called Idabel, and the guy that runs the Idabel newspaper has been, I guess, having some beef with some city or county commissioners and the sheriff. And he had suspected that they were breaking the law and having meetings that weren't open to the public. So at one of one of the meetings he went to when it was over, he sort of accidentally left his phone in the city council while it was, you know, recording audio. Mm. It was a complete accident. Mm. Sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> then I don't know how long he waited, went, got his phone. He's like, oh, I'm looking for my phone. Oh, hey, I left it here. So he goes and he listens to it. So it turns out he recorded the sheriff and a couple of county commissioners. And basically they were talking about how fun it would be to kill him and his son, who also works at this paper in Idabel. That they know some hitmen and one guy knows some a hitman in Louisiana. And the other guy's like, well, I have a backhoe. It'd be pretty easy to take care of. And then another one of them was talking about how much he would enjoy hanging black people. So now not only does he want to kill a journalist, the journalist's son, now he also just randomly, that's not good enough, let's just randomly throw this other thing in. So, of course, the journalist releases the tape. Naturally. I mean, I don't blame him. I would do it, too, quite honestly. And he's like, I'm scared. It's partially why I released it, because now that it's out in the public, I don't think they'll do anything, which he's possibly correct i don't know uh -huh. but i do feel that releasing the tape was the correct thing however this is bad enough that even oklahoma's wackadoo governor called for all of those people to resign um i'm sure in his case it's probably just because of the optics of it not because he feels any other way and that view is an expression of my own and it has nothing to do with the state of oklahoma Sorry, I have to add that in as an employee of the state of Oklahoma. Sure. <laughs> but um, So then one of the local news stations went and interviewed, I can't remember, Sheriff, one of the county commissioners, and basically their response was, we're considering pressing charges because in Oklahoma it is illegal to record somebody without their express, written, or without their express consent to be recorded. And I thought, wow, doubling down. <laughs> So I guess it was Tuesday, one of the county commissioners resigned, and uh, today another one resigned. The Oklahoma sheriff's, what, yada, 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 is, you know, asking this fella to, uh, the sheriff to resign also, which is probably good. I just don't feel that if you're a sheriff that you should, you know, be talking about hiring, hiring hitmen to kill people. I really, really honestly, and maybe it's just the way the news is. I can't think of one murder for hire plot that ever worked out because the more people that are involved, the more likely someone's going to get chicken right, and turn right. on the rest of them. 
How many, right. how many true crime stories have we heard about? Right. On the other hand, if it did work out the way it was supposed to, ideally, we wouldn't hear about it. I suspect that's the other that's the <laughs> other side of the coin. But, you almost always, when you hear about murder for hire has gone bad, it's just one weak link that just oh, yeah. falls apart and starts and they told me and he hired me and I sat in the car at the McDonald's and talked to her and I mean the Gucci family murder for hire if you haven't seen House of Gucci yeah. check it out it's not bad murder for hire didn't work so <clears throat> but that's not the real issue here obviously that's just the first thing that came to mind yeah yeah and this they were just mad that they got caught yeah pretty much pretty much I I just it doesn't frighten me nor surprise me when people like this get caught and all the the stuff they try to keep either completely quiet or amongst confidants comes out. It doesn't surprise me. And I would rather know exactly who the fuck I'm dealing with than have you lie in my face and be somebody else that you're not. Mm-hmm. Not and here's the thing: they might talk smack about wanting to murder some people. I seriously doubt that they'd have the balls to do it. Frankly, I'm not saying the journalist journalist doesn't have any right to feel frightened. Right, I get that he would, but at the same time, these guys strike me as cowards. That's my opinion. You're probably correct. Although I, I'm just glad that whoever has resigned has resigned, and the sheriff needs to. He clearly needs to resign because you make a statement like that. If I'm in jail and he was the person that arrested me, I would automatically start going, see, you can't trust him. How do we know he didn't fake this and this, this evidence plant this and fake this and manufacture witnesses and blah, 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 blah. Really? You're right. Everything that he's ever investigated could be called under scrutiny. Yeah. If somebody really wanted to get in there. I mean, if I was, in prison right now, especially or prison, jail, wherever in McCurtain County, I would definitely be talking to my attorney. I would be talking to my attorney even if I was guilty. <laughs> like, we can't trust this guy. You know, he probably manufactured this. Like, well, it's not going to make any difference in your sense. So what? I just want to, I just want to make it happen. Make it happen. <sighs> Whatever the case may be. All of a sudden, the county has to, good God, that could get expensive. Stick, if you think about it, I mean, I don't know how long he's been the sheriff, but, you know, still, wow. I don't know if you want me to read the statement about the hanging or killing part. Uh, apparently, they have a quote of what was said. If you want me to, I will. If not, I'm not going to. I don't want to give it any more, yeah. I don't know, credence or whatever. Because we can know that they said they want to, you know, just randomly kill black people. And that's horrible enough. We, I don't I mean, need to know the, the specifics. Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, them wanting to kill anybody. Right. Is enough. But the right. fact, obviously, that they said just random black people adds that much needed and much deserved racial tinge to it. Yeah, I right. can pass. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've, and, I've, I've heard every variance of. Of, of such a thing way too many times so yeah mm. and to me it's just enough to know yeah this guy's a gigantic huge racist piece of shit 
and I don't feel like <laughs> reading it's going to change that opinion. It's 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 a different version of the same basic thing. It it always has been. It never changes. It never changes. But uh, which is heartbreaking. Be that as it may. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that's what I got on my WTF. Um, yeah, you sorry. mentioned it, and I didn't. It didn't click on my head until you you got to the part about the conversation being recorded. I was like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, these these little turds. Okay. Yeah, sorry to be a Debbie Downer, but no, 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 no. I said I I had read about, it and I was like, mm, here's another one. Yep. Anyway, maybe we can go to tomorrow without an embarrassing thing happening in Oklahoma. Maybe oh, we can hit one day. Oh, if we can have, we can go a day without something embarrassing happening somewhere that makes the news. True. That's the difference. The embarrassing things happen all the time to people. But it has to be something incredibly ridiculous to make the news. I just feel like Oklahoma, Texas, Tennessee, Missouri, Florida, obviously Florida, yeah. are like in some sort of competition to see which state can be the most embarrassing from our elected officials and law enforcement. And oh, man. I could just curl up in a small ball and crawl out of the bed and not have to worry about bills being paid. I would. Sadly, I keep waking up not a millionaire. Also that. Anyway, moving on. What's your WTF? <laughs> well, mine should not come as any any great surprise to anyone if if unfortunately we've been paying attention to the news um, this past week, and it's actually all these things have occurred in less than a week. We have had one, two, three, four shootings involving mistakes that's it people making genuine mistakes and getting shot for it yeah so the first one happened just this past what saturday a young man in kansas city rang the doorbell yes. at a house um, that he was there to pick up his younger siblings from he had the wrong address unfortunately it was the wrong street name, just a slight difference in the street name, wrong house. And he was shot through the glass door. Not once. After he hit the ground, he was shot again. Yes. And tried to run for help and had to go to three different houses before anybody helped him. Yes. Fortunately, that young man, 16-year-old Ralph Yarl, um, is already out of the hospital. Um. His shooter, I think the guy's what, 89 years old? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, 83, something like that. Uh, Some such a thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, thankfully they arrested him, which they well, should. Well, you no, know, here's the fun part. They took him into custody and then let him go. Then they said, they said because it was pending because they had to get a statement from the victim. Right. That's the dumbest thing I've heard of. You yeah. know, the boy got shot. Do you think the bullets just came out of nowhere? You know, this man shot. So you're giving this man the, the benefit of a doubt that he was threatened. Yeah. And he, then he I felt said, scared. Yeah. He said he was scared to death because a young 16 year old black kid rings your doorbell at night 
Yeah. Well, I thought he was going to break in. Okay, sure. I'm sorry. That actually happened a week ago today. Yeah. Two days later, in upstate New York, a group of friends that were looking for a party pulled up to the wrong address. Pulled up in the driveway to turn around and were shot where the car was shot at. And one of the young girls was killed. I think she was 20. Mm -hmm. Yep. Then, let's see, what, two days ago? A day ago. A couple of young ladies in Texas, Austin, Texas, coming out of the grocery store, getting to the wrong car in the parking lot and got shot at for their trouble. And then what, just yesterday, a little kid running after a loose ball in his neighbor's yard gets shot at along with her parents. And that guy who did the shooting apparently is on the run the last I heard. Yeah, that dude was nuts. Yeah, they said, the neighbors said he had been doing stuff in the neighborhood to other people. Not that that explains anything, but... All of these, all of these cases have this this one thing in common: the people that the, the victims were made honest mistakes. Yeah, not that they were somewhere they shouldn't have been. They literally just made mistakes of just being where they were, and having an unfortunate chance, I guess, to be near someone who was paranoid and murderous and. Probably most obvious in one case, the first one, racist. Yeah, yeah. And this is just, it's just, it's bananas how gun happy this country is. Isn't like literally for every citizen, there's two guns on average? Yeah, yeah. And the old thing of, you know, you know the old sort of jokey expression of shoot first and ask question later. That's not funny anymore. It's not funny. Because they're just legit doing that now. People are just using that as like their motto, their motto in life. And no, I can't tell you how many times I have pulled up in the driveway to pull it to pull a U-turn. Right? I'll, I'll think again before I ever do it again. I will think twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that I've ever heard of of something like ha- that happening where I live at, but nowadays, <sighs> seriously. You can't just be literally, you can't be wrong. You can't make a mistake, a mistake without paying for it in the worst yeah. way possible. Yeah. You know, and there's the whole thing of guns don't kill people. People kill people. That is 100% correct. So can we not make it harder for people to not have guns to kill people? I, I'm, I'm blown away. At least and put I, a speed bump. Something. And not just that, because... I want to say in almost every instance, except the last one, those people were licensed, I think. I may be wrong. I might right. need to go back and check that. I know the last guy, he was not. He was a he was a convicted felon. Right. But obviously it didn't matter because he got his hands on a gun anyway. And on a side note, I really I'm really sick of people that say there's no point in having gun laws if if criminals can get guns, because if they want guns, they're going to get them anyway. So there's no reason to have any laws. Really? That's not the excuse you think it is. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this whole business about patriotism and protecting yourselves and everything is a threat. I blame Fox 
I blame this ultra-hyper-conservative nationalism attitude. Everything Mm -hmm. is a threat. I had the right to protect myself because all these things are happening. I had the right to protect myself. Yeah. And then something happens and you're off bling on a hair trigger, just pop, pop, popping off on people. And you have no idea. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm over it. I, uh, yeah. The irony it, is uh, all of those people support people who are fascists. Uh, and if these fascists, they vote them in office and like, the whole, you know, more dictatory side of things comes into play. Who do they think all the they're going to go after first? The gun owner, right? They're not going to go after the non-gun owner. They don't have to. Because they're not a threat. They're going to go after all of these gun owners. They're going to vote in the people that are going to go after them. Mm-hmm. And then quit with this stupid shit of, well, we're just going to have to have a civil war. You cannot beat the U.S. military. They have drones. They have things that the average citizen has no idea they have. And it's probably for the best that we don't know. Right. <laughs> so let's let's not play that game like the average U.S. citizen is, is equipped to go to war. Please stop right. with your fucking nonsense. Right. First of all, Ooh. a good chunk of you are probably morbidly obese with type 2 diabetes. You ain't running after nobody to shoot them, number one. Number two... With yesterday being the anniversary of Waco, which led, of course, to the anniversary of yesterday being the Oklahoma City bombing, Mm -hmm. they had thousands of guns in Waco. Let me see how that turned out. Yeah. You know why they lost? Because freaking government had a tank. So for any, any, any doomsday preppers or conspiracy theorists or whatever else you i'm sorry they're calling themselves patriots i'm my bad right for all you patriots out there ready and and willing and able and stockpiled and willing to give your life to defend the rights of true americans yeah good luck with that yeah yeah you know when i was in the army i was in a tanker unit i'm very familiar with an m1 abrams Well, I was not a tanker. I have been around a shit ton of them. And I got news for you. There is no rifle in your arsenal that is going to do any, any damage to an M1 Abrams. Speaking of tanks, that reminds me of that story about the guy who declared war on the local government in his small town and built him a tank. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, that man built that tank in his freaking garage. And it took them, that was not an easy task to take that tank down. And that was a homemade junk, okay? Right. So you can can imagine the next impossibility the average Joe is going to have trying to take an actual factory-built military spec tank down. So, you know, like I said, all you you want to be G.I. Joes or whatever, thinking that, you know, yeah. Your kind, quote unquote, is bound for extinction. You had to protect yourselves. Go ahead and keep thinking that because one, that's not happening. It's never going to happen. But, you know, while these people believe that there's some kind of threat always out there looming, then they'll always be out there ready to pull a gun out on somebody. And like yep. you said, shoot first and ask questions question later. Okay. 
All right. It's just, it's just gotten ridiculous. It's, it's gross. We, um, we just, we just gotta stop. <laughs> I mean, there's so, there's so many things that are feeding into this now. It's almost, it's mind numbing. Yeah. We talk, we talk about like gun control because there's all these people out there that claim that are, they're, you know, good gun owners or the good right. guys with the guns. And they say, well, if, uh, you know, I carry mine out in the street and something pops off, I'll, I'll defend everybody. How many times have you heard of that actually going well? It's not that often. We hear about it because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. So I'm glad that in those instances, I'm glad that it did. Because lives were saved in those cases, but it's not something that happens as often as people would think, or it probably wouldn't happen for them if they were in that circumstance. And again, it's just like it's like the wild, wild west out here in these streets. They really think they're just going to pull a gown out on some bad guy and take him out. Yeah, you keep thinking that. This is not Hollywood. It's real life. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Stop it. Yep. Yep. And then you add in all the other, all the other inherent biases that make that trigger trigger finger just that much more itchy. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've been the Debbie Downer, so (laughs) we're officially changing the name of our WTF moment to the Debbie Downer moment of the week. (laughs) Brought to you by Little Debbie Snack Cakes. What is it? The Cosmic Brownies? What are they called? <laughs> I hate those things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but seriously, uh, I just, uh, I'm left speechless. I'm like, how, how? Yeah. Yep. 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 And that, listening friends, is that part. We're going to segue out of this to something we hope is a little bit more cheery because this is our last installment of our pop culture April. So we'll get to that. I think we'll get to that after we get to something else. Yes. Yeah. I think we're going to take a quick break, you know, throw in an ad or something like that. Possibly. Anyway, some such thing. Hey, listening friends, Jack here. And I would like to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode. And that sponsor is Atlas. Atlas is a branding, web development, and content marketing agency. As a business owner, your day-to-day is uncharted enough. From branding and web design to content marketing, Atlas will help you navigate this digital terrain with ease. In today's world, social media is a great tool. However, you need to have a concrete, focused plan on how to use it. And that's where Atlas comes in. Atlas can help you navigate this modern digital world. And on top of that, Atlas can also help you with traditional means of marketing. So if you would like to book your free consultation, please visit atlasokc.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-O-K-C dot com for your free consultation and we're back so what sort of exciting thing do you have today because this is this is Kenyatta doing fun stuff 
and I don't know the direction. I know the theme and the idea. I don't know the direction we're going. So listening friends, I am going to be as surprised as you, which if you've listened any time at all to this podcast, you know that I'm cool with that. I like coming in and learning new things and being surprised and all of that type of stuff. So take over. Okay. You're in charge. Sure. I mean, you're in charge anyway, but. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so what I thought would be fun is to do our own version of that, that um, old party game. I don't know if it's old party. I'm just making shit up. Um, Six degrees of separation, which in theory goes, everybody is separated from everyone else by six other people or some such thing. That's the basic gist of it. To which I have been asking for years, who are the six other people I got to go through to meet Idris Elba? That's neither here nor there. Right. So I thought it would be fun if we did our own version of Six Degrees of Separation. The rules are the same. Connecting one famous person to another famous person who you would think have nothing in common, but we're going to connect them through six other people. All right. So my first connection are two Smith guys. Two guys with the last name of Smith. I okay. am going to relate Matt Smith, actor, British actor, um, known for his role in Doctor Who. Yep, and number most 11. Re- most recently, HBO's uh, Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon. I'm going to connect him to his brother from another mother, Will Smith. All right, let's go. Let's go. House of the Dragon stars Matt Smith, who co-starred in 2016's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And listening, friends, if you've never read the book and or seen the movie, it's a treat. Check it out. He starred in that movie with a fellow not by the name of Jack Houston, who I believe is the nephew of Angelica Houston. And Jack Houston had a supporting role in HBO's miniseries or HBO's TV series, excuse me, Boardwalk Empire, whose star was Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi co-starred with all them other fellas in 1998's Armageddon. We just talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I know you guys remember. And one of the plethora of other stars that was in that same movie was Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob has had a lot of relationships. He's a busy man. One of those relationships was a brief marriage to an actress by the name of Cinda Williams. She was one of the lady co-stars of Mr. Denzel Washington in 1990's Mo Better Blues, Spike Lee joint. Another co-star in that very same movie is our man on the street, Wesley Snipes, who starred in 1992's White Men Can't Jump. Who was the white man in that movie? Woody Harrelson. He starred in 2008's Seven Pounds. And the main star of that movie, Willard Smith. There you go. There you go. I did it. <laughs> you did. You did. That you did. So is it just acting roles that they connect with? Or could it be like if they were, say, on a talk show or something? Anything. The way I figure anything. Yeah. 
There's well, then of- it's actually easier than that because Matt Smith was the 11th doctor. James Corden was a guest twice under Matt Smith's run as the 11 doctor. And I believe Will Smith has been a guest on uh, James Corden's, what is it? Late, late show. Probably. But the, the, the rule is it has to be <laughs> yeah. six other people between right. them. That's what makes right. it fun. <laughs> right. No, I know. I'm just saying it was actually, but I only know that because I'm a dorky Doctor Who fan. So, you know, that liking Doctor Who does not mean you are a dork. <clears throat> but would you like to hear my biggest embarrassment ever in the six degrees of separation? Sure. At work, a group of coworkers were actually doing it with Kevin Bacon. And they were naming people off. And this one dude that I work with, Frank, that man can connect anyone to Kevin Bacon. He, it is incredible. Me, completely forgetting a little old movie directed by one Ron Howard called Apollo 13. So oh, everyone's yeah. named him off. He's going, and I'm like, what about Tom Hanks? And he's like, easy, Apollo 13. And I was like, God damn it, I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very good movie, by the way. Yeah. It is, it is. But if you're ever doing Six Degrees of Separation with Kevin Bacon, do not throw Tom Hanks out there because that is a really easy connection. Tom Hanks is, yeah, he's literally, he's got like spikes going everywhere. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I have, I'm surprised we haven't yet seen Tom Hanks in a streamer. TV series. Everybody yeah. else has been in one. Yeah, not you're kind of right on that. Him and Denzel have not done one, not yet. Yeah. Matt Smith, though, while we're talking, while we're on his subject, he did an amazing job in House of the Dragon, I thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was not the first time I had seen him. It only clicked on me when I looked him up and, and realized I had seen him in a couple other things before. But I did, once I see an actor like that. In a role, I'll go back and try to find and look at stuff that I haven't seen before. And I watched him in, I think it was a 2000, I think it was like 2016. It was within the last 10 years, I think. It was a biopic on the photographer Robert, Robert Maplethorpe. Mm. Okay. If, if you know Robert Maplethorpe. Yeah. Anyway, he did a really good job in that. I was, I was very impressed. Yeah, he's a good actor. He is really good. He is really good. I'm just concerned about what's going on with his eyebrows. I'm not here. I'm not trying to judge anybody's looks. You're you're not alone. That is an actual sort of meme in Doctor Who fandom of the interesting case of Matt Smith's eyebrows. Yes. Yes, it has to be. But he seems to be like I I saw like a couple of interviews with him on um like little clips on youtube he seems to be a very charismatic guy but um yeah like watching him in, in house of dragon it, just, it blew me away women in you know a scratch that people all over the place were swooning and falling out behind this guy and his character is arrogant and angry and violent and oh um, technically a pedophile an incestuous pedophile. People love him. Yeah. And he also, I think, worshipped his older brother. Correct. He did. That was a very complicated relationship. It it definitely was. But I think in the end, he 
worshipped his older brother. And if you haven't seen House of the Dragon, I don't want to give away that that's still sort of spoilery territory since it has, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> hasn't even been a year. Um, but that final scene with mm. uh, him and his brother, mm-hmm. first of all, was apparently improv by Matt Smith. You talking about when he's going up to the throne? Yeah. Yeah. That was. was yeah. And that was just an incredible, an incredible scene. It did, but it was so perfect for that character and everything. It was. It was. Like listening friends, I, I know Game of Thrones is probably one of the most divisive series to have come along in the last 15 years, especially season eight. People will people will kick dogs before they admit to liking season eight. I'm like, since all of y'all hated season eight so badly, let me see how you would write the script. Oh, that's right. You don't make TV series, but what do I know? Neither do I. Anyway. Yeah, they were, I almost felt they didn't, without having the book, which I've accepted the final two are never going to come out. (laughs) I just felt they almost had too much to do in that one season. Honestly, they probably would have been better off if there would have been an extra season to expand the story. They could have done two more episodes, I think. But I think. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I it was too short. It at least needed two more, and maybe even another five. <laughs> it it was, and you're right. They were like in uncharted territory at that point. So it was like it seemed like they were quick in tying up loose ends. I guess you could say they could have still tied them up the same way, but I think they could have fleshed them out a little bit better. But it wasn't the disaster everybody thought it was. Then yeah. we're, we're going off the rails. It's still yeah. it's still Matt Smith related right. somehow. <laughs> well, before we switch, let me read this. Um, this was his. If you don't know Doctor Who, the Doctor is an alien. When their bodies get incredibly damaged, they have this ability to regenerate every cell in their body, and they basically become a new person. Uh-huh. That's really just the easiest way to recast the Doctor and still have it make sense in universe. But it's a brilliant plot, uh, plot, you know, point to do and everything. So it completely works out in that universe. So when the 11th Doctor was regenerating into the 12th Doctor, uh, which was played by Peter Capaldi, who had an abundance of eyebrows, so it made up for Matt Smith's lack of eyebrows. And okay. that just actually occurred to me. <laughs> so right before, as he's about to regenerate, if you've never seen Peter Capaldi's eyebrows, there is a joke in his first episode as the doctor that he could like lead a war just on his eyebrows. Um, So as he's in the process of regenerating, the last thing that Matt Smith's doctor says is the following. Yes. I know that Matt Smith did not write this, but he acted it and he had to act in a way that was emotional and meaningful. But I actually love this quote just in general for life. So here goes. We all change when you think about it. We're all different people all through our lives. And that's okay. That's good. You got to keep moving. So long as you remember all of the people that you used to be. I will not forget one line of this. Not one day, I swear. I will always remember when the doctor was me. Hmm. I I love that first part, though. Interesting. Which is true. Your me now is not the same me when I was 30. Heck no. Right? You got it. You're always moving you got to keep moving but you still need to remember who you were that's funny 
that you you say that line because I was just in in a store yesterday, you know, spending money, and I was in the the bedding and quilt section, and this woman comes by me the other way, and she's looking at a quilt, a little floral quilt. And you know how sometimes you just talk to strangers just at random and passing about stuff. Right. And she says, I kind of like this. What do you think of this? And she points out the quilt. I said, that's cute. She said, it reminds me of something old people would have. I like old people stuff. That's just weird. I said, I don't think so. She said, I don't mind, though. I don't mind, you know, liking old people stuff. I don't even mind being older. She said, shit, I wouldn't go back to being young if somebody paid me. I said, I know that's right. <laughs> when I think about that, I thought about it later on. I'm like, no, I wouldn't necessarily go back. But then again, who would I be if I hadn't been who I was 20 years, 20 years ago, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That is true. That is true. But, oh, father time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just find that I know Matt Smith didn't write that, but he acted it. He acted it very well. well and... I, I imagine he did. And I'm looking at this other actor, this Peter Capaldi. I've seen him before. And yes, his eyebrows are like hawks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so that is my first go round. Yes. All right. Let's go, let's move on. I think you're gonna like this one. All right. Like the first one. You like this one. I am by six degrees of separation going to relate President Joseph Robinette Biden to Samuel Leroy Jackson. The workingest man in Hollywood. Damn it. Yes. And this is how. President Biden was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania back in 1942. Do you know who else is from Scranton, Pennsylvania? A lady by the name of Lauren Weisberger, who is an author. And she wrote the pretty popular novel, The Devil Wears Prada. Hmm. Mm. I made a movie of that in 2006, which I enjoy very, very, very much. And the star of that movie was a lady by the name of Anne Hathaway. Another one of her co-stars in that very same movie is the fabulous and ridiculously unnecessarily sexy Stanley Tucci. I, not that I find Stanley Tucci sexy. That's but fine. That dude is cool as shit. Isn't he? I would... I would love to go to Italy with him because I love finding Italy on CNN. Have you seen that? I have not, but oh, I have, you need I, to watch I, it. I have seen his, um, you know, his recipes as he's heavy into cooking and all that jazz. Yeah. I would just go to his house and be happy with a dish and some wine and just listen to him talk. Cause he seems like one of those people that could talk about anything. Oh Fantastic. yeah. I, I would, I would love to hang out with him. I'm not talking, sit down and have a beer for one evening. I would like want to go on vacation with the man just to talk with him for a week. <laughs> like we'd anyway. be talking on the private jet on the way to wherever. Exactly. Right? Anyway, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I just, yeah, fine. I dig Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Another co-star in that particular movie whose sister Stanley Tucci happens to be married to is one of my other favorites right now, Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you don't, listening friends, if you don't know about Emily Blunt, I need you to get on board because sis is fabulous. Like the Devil Wears Prada was like her breakout role. And she's just, she's done nothing but just shoot up ever since. One of her other movies later on was 2008's Sunshine Cleaning, 
with Amy Adams. She's also very good. Yes. Amy Adams did a fantastic sci-fi movie in 2016 called Arrival. Yes. If you've never seen it, oh my God. When I tell you there is a lack of deep thinking sci-fi movies out there, at least from the last 10, 20 years, I think. Arrival makes up for a lot of that lack. It is so deep. Like I had to go back and watch it twice and I still don't think I've caught everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sheesh. It's what they call like a slow burner type movie. Yeah. Like it's building and building and like every little thing you see means something. And you finally get to, it's not a twist, but when you finally get to where the whole the whole movie is explained, it blows your freaking mind. It's fantastic. Yes. Anyway, her co-star in that movie was Jeremy Reiner. Again, we are so glad he's doing better. Yes. Jeremy Reiner played Hawkeye in the MCU Avengers movie, along with Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. Dun, 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 dun. I did it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson has uh, definitely been in a lot of money-making movies. I had to refigure my associations at least two or three times because I was determined to link him in the president. I was determined. And I kept coming up like two people short, one person short. I'm like, no, 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 no. It has to be six people. It just doesn't work if it's not six people. So did you work backwards from Samuel L. Jackson to President Biden or did you start with Biden and work? to Samuel L. Jackson. I started with Biden and worked to Jackson. And same with the Smith boys. I was determined once I had it in my head that these two random people were somehow going to be related. I made sure I stuck to it. Right. I was like, it'd be cheating if I went. Not that anybody would know if I was cheating or not, but listening friends, you have my honor upon the heads of my dear beloved cats. I did not cheat. Right. Because some of these movies that I've mentioned that these folks are, and I think I've related most of these folks by way of movies. Some of these movies are not well-known, like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Right. Which is exactly what it sounds like. They literally took Pride and Prejudice and added in Fighting Zombies. Yeah. The book is by the same guy that wrote uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Also, very ridiculously funny movie. I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to yeah. lie. He was fighting zombies because, I mean, he was fighting vampires so they was tied into the slave trade or some such thing. Anyway, <clears throat> listening friends, if you haven't seen that one, check it out. It's a treat. Yeah. Speaking of Will Smith, I heard that uh, apparently there might be making a sequel to I Am Legend. Obviously, yeah, Will Smith that. is not in it, or and neither is the German Shepherd. That's, the, the, she was the MVP of that movie, for sure. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I cannot watch that movie without shedding a tear at that part. I cannot do it. They should remake I Am Legend from the German Shepherd's point of view. It should be a whole lot of heavy breathing and barking at Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> like, you dummy, get away from that. That's it. But she was the MVP of that, that movie. I mean, That's true. She definitely but, um, was the real MVP. Regardless of what people think about Will Smith now, almost a year later. There's no denying that the man has star power. He's one of the, he is one, he is a literal superstar. Like, there's no denying. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with a little bit of passion, the passing of time, 
you know, everybody can lose their temper. Sure. And I happened to have read his memoir like a month before the Oscars last year. Because the memoir had literally just dropped like, I think, January last Mm -hmm. year or something like that. So I had literally just finished it up right a month before and then i see that and i'm like whoa yeah and and this is i'm a pacifist i don't i don't condone violence but after having read his book and granted every every memoir that every famous person writes always has an unreliable narrator they're going to say exactly what they want to say in the way they say and they're going to tell you exactly what you want they want you to know but he was very very frank and very open about his issues and stuff that he still struggles with as a 50-something-year-old man to this day. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can kind of see that. Yeah. Like, okay, now, to be fair, I accept everybody can lose their temper and get upset, but I am still going to make fun of that whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was, was kind of over it by like the second or third day. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, why? Why? Yeah, yeah. When you I said, just, just, I just shake my head and just be like, "Why, <laughs> why?" So, so when you said I'm a pass, a path, uh, pacifist at heart, you made me think of um, sort of on Picard season three with Worf, who you know mentions in the commercials, "I'm a pacifist now," which is funny if you know Star Trek at all because he's a Klingon, correct? But then you got me thinking, I'm going to do an incredibly short. This will only be a three degrees of separation between Worf from the main Star Trek universe and Captain Kirk as played by Chris Pine in the alternate reality Star Trek, also known as the Kelvinverse. You ready? This is very easy. Michael Dorn plays Worf. Worf, or Michael Dorn, was one of the other Highway Patrol officers in Chips. The captain in Chips is played by Chris Pine's dad. It sure is. It sure is. <laughs> it sure is. I can see it right now because he was like balding in chips. I remember that with the big, the big chop yep. sideburns. Yep. Michael Dorn oh. wasn't a motorcycle trooper for the OH or the CHP. He was he drove a car, but he was in a good, a really fair fair amount of episodes. He was not. He was a main. He was a main reoccurring character, but he wasn't a main character. If that makes sense. So he was like a uh, a regular B level character, sort of. But you can't I have had, a cop show without having other cops. You know sure. what I mean? But I had no idea he was in that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like I think of Michael Dorn, I think Star Worf. Trek. Yeah. And then he did some voiceover work and stuff, but that's mainly what I think when I think of him. Yeah, he's also one of the few actors that have worked with both uh, Captain Kirk's. Well, I guess there's now a third one, but in Strange New Worlds. Oh, yeah. Because in Undiscovered Country, he played Worf's grandfather, who was Captain Kirk and Bones' lawyer when they were on trial for murdering the Chancellor. That's right. God, that movie was bad. That's right. <laughs> you want to know what's worse than Undiscovered Country? It's Insurrection. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a strange thing to call a motion, a, a major motion picture. It really looked like it could have been on sci-fi. Yeah. He did as it may. But nope. I had no idea that he was on chips. Oh, wow. Yep. Mm, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. He's had a, a pretty good career. Yeah. I should say so. And I'm still a little irritated because there was a 
a movement in roughly 2003 that was the have a Star Trek show with Captain Worf and they didn't do it. What? Yeah. That was a fan movement. But it was right when Enterprise was on UPN or WB, whichever one it was, and it was not doing very well in the ratings. UPN, yeah. And while there was a fan movement to have Captain Worf of whatever starship, it just, it never happened. But I think that would have been a pretty good show. That would have been an excellent one. Or they could have, they could have done like a Deep Space Nine and put him on a a space station. Well, he did when he was on Deep Space Nine. (laughs) No, 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 no. On his own. Oh, like his own? Make him the captain of Deep Space Nine? Right. Make him the the main protagonist instead of being, you know, supporting. Not that Avery Brooks was not fantastic on Deep Space Nine. I will never say that. You won't hear me say it. If you think about it, the Worf would have been a great follow-up to Avery Brooks' character as commanding Deep Space Nine. That would have been something. I really need to go back and finish... Deep Space and Voyager. Like Voyager had like the best premise. And I I loved uh uh Kate Mulgrew. She's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Voyager, the Voyager crew had the worst luck in the entire freaking universe. Anyway, so that's pretty good though. That was a good uh mini uh, three de- two degrees. Three ish degrees. <laughs> three ish degrees. <laughs> but that's good. That's pretty good. I can dig it. Yeah. Hey, uh, Paramount, if you're listening, you need to figure out a way to have a ancestor of Worf appear on Strange New Worlds with the current actor playing Captain Kirk just for so Michael Dorn could have played against every Captain Kirk. That would have been something. Mm. Okay. But, Speaking of Chris Pine, I just watched this movie the other day that wasn't very good, but I had no idea he was in it. He just pops up in movies and I'm like, oh, that's Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Smoking Aces. That's a horrible movie. Isn't that? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Here we go. That's wild. Listen, you know, friends, I can't, I can't recommend that one in good faith. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a Kenyatta and Jack Saves the World episode, but we just side quested very, very much in style the Musings of an ADD Mime, where we side quest every episode. And yet somehow they're all related. <laughs> yep. How do we do it? I have no idea. (laughs) Anyway, listening friends, we hope you've appreciated our um, pop culture April. We have. It's been very, it's been very relaxing to, to veer off into, I won't say less important things because culture is important. No matter what degree you rate it, culture is important. It's just a reflection of who we are. So it's important, but it's not the hard-hitting news stories that uh, we've been indulging in this whole time. News stories and historical and political commentary. You know, because we're like Fox News. We have a high degree of journalistic integrity. <laughs> you know, ours is probably higher. And we're not probably journalists. In any way whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. The closest I am to that is my niece. As a graduate of journalism school, and I have been on some morning shows in Oklahoma City. Close, close enough. It's fine. It's close enough so, for government work. As and I work for the government, so I guess I'm go. a journalist. <laughs> you see how that wrap back it? You see? Do you we, see how that works? Which is six degrees that. <laughs> there you go. See, friends, it always works out. Everything always works to the good. Always. Yep. And speaking of good, 
If you would like to support Kenyatta and Jack and our endeavors in this world of wonderful world of podcasting, please go to buymeacoffee.com backslash hyperfocus pods, where we would definitely put that to good use. Yes. And to answer the question of anyone who may have had it from the line I quoted at the very beginning, that's from 1995's classic Clueless. Which is nothing but a modern retelling of some Shakespeare story. I don't know. <laughs> right. What did they say it was? It was a it wasn't supposed to be an uh, oh Jane Austen, my bad. Jane Austen's Emma. That's what there it's supposed you go. to be. Yeah. It's an updated version of Jane Austen's Emma. So there you go. There you, you go. Seen it, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody's seen Clueless. So there's that. Yep. Support us. Um, follow us on the <laughs> socials, like, share, comment, all that good jazz. Yep, especially on your podcasting platform, because the more likes and shares we have, the more rating, you know, star with all that crap helps us in the algorithm. It most certainly does. And as you heard mentioned just a minute ago, Jack Solo Podcast, Musings of an ADD Mind, and also on all of those major podcast platforms, please do the same. Tune in, listen. I think you'll find that same host, completely different aspect, just as enjoyable. Don't take it from me. Go listen. Yes, please do. So, having said all that, I guess uh, our time is drawn nigh. Hmm. Yep. We will check you guys out on the next one, or you'll check us out, however the correct English phrasing of that would be. That's what we're going with, and pretend I said it that way. Or, to quote the hip-hop group Black Sheep, we'll see you later unless we see you first. Bye! As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're enjoying the show, hit that like button and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Let us hear your feedback. You can find us on our website, podpage.com slash kenyatta-jack-save-the-world, on Instagram at K-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y-S-T-W, on Facebook, or you can email us at k.j.savetheworld at gmail.com. You can also find further information about our chosen charities at Service Dog Project at servicedogproject.org and Black Women's Health Initiative at bwhi.org. And because we always want you to be good to yourselves and others, if you or anyone you know needs help or support, please check out the resources provided by the American Psychological Association at apa.org slash topics slash crisis dash Kenyatta and Jack Save the World is a production of Hyper Focus Podcasts.